0: Seven zero seven eight hundred nine four nine eight seven zero seven.
1: Are you ready to kickstart your week with some dirt-slinging and tire slaying action motorsports radio that packs the biggest guests? Hi,
2: Ken Block here. Hey,
3: hey my name's Jolene Van Butte. What's up, Brian Deegan? Vaughn Ginn Jr. here.
1: They've been thrown into one show that has broken down the barriers of what a motorsports radio show should be. This is the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Racer, with support from General Tire, KMC Wheels, Dirtfish, Gibson Exhaust, and MTX Audio, with your host, who also happens to spend his weekends flying 800-horsepower trucks through the dirt, Jim Beaver.
4: When was the last time you saw an off-road or rally driver begging to get behind the wheel of a NASCAR IndyCar? Yep, not happening, but you sure see these pavement racers begging to drive our cars.
1: And his partner in crime every week, a self-proclaimed Canadian moto chick who was jumping triples and taking podiums before most guys have learned to ride, Amy Hood.
5: No one knows how to say my last name. Like, is it really that hard? Amy Hood, like I'm from the hood. Don't get it twisted.
1: Sit back, strap in, and be prepared to join us as we take you through a motorsports ride like no other. Here is the man who carries a steering wheel in one hand and a mic
4: in the other, Jim Beaver. Good morning. We are pinned Here today on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor, Jim Beaver, Amy Hood coming at you. And uh, we are swinging today. I mean, I don't know, Hood. We put together some pretty good lineups once in a while, but today we're mixing in some of the best in in motorsports, in Hollywood, in action sports. I don't know. We got Tanner Faust, GRC winner. He teamed with me at the Mint 400 and the Polaris Razor Star Car. Races short course drifting rally rallycross, stuntman tv personality he's on air we've got spike ferriston the writer of seinfeld a writer for the simpsons one of hollywood's greatest writers he's written for letterman he's friends with everybody in hollywood this guy is also a massive car collector, and he's going to be on. We've got a clip from that that we're going to air today that uh, part of it also is in uh, Project Action, the full-length one we're going to air later this week. have got Graham Hall. I mean, Hall last name. You know, you think motorsports, you think uh, there's a handful of names. Rahal is one of them. Graham Hall, one of the hottest drivers in IndyCar right now. He's on a... Like a five race bender where they're just killing it. Um, so he's going to be on air. And then we got Jenny Lim, good friend of mine. She works for Monster Energy. She's calling in. She's going to give away some Warp Tour tickets. And we're going to do that today. We'll talk about that after the break here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. When RJ Anderson wanted to set a world record for the longest UTV jump in history, not once, but twice, what company did he trust? Polaris and their championship winning Razor XP 1000. RJ is a UTV champion behind the wheel of Polaris vehicles and he exclusively trusts the Polaris Razors to bring him race wins and championships against some of the toughest off-road racers in the world. The same Polaris Razors RJ has won championships in, set world records in, and conquered the wall of death in XP1K2 are available to you at your local Polaris dealer. Take the advice of world record holder RJ Anderson and visit Polaris on the web at Polaris.com to see the full lineup of Polaris Razor vehicles or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor.
6: The Subaru WRX and WRX STI. A 268-horsepower turbocharged Subaru boxer engine rockets the WRX around corners and down straightaways. A race-ready, 305-horsepower turbocharged Subaru boxer engine keeps the WRX STI a rally legend. The Subaru WRX and WRX STI, it's not a sibling rivalry, it's a tag team. Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com rally.
4: As certain as the sun rises and sets around the world, OTSFF Group is dedicated to providing flexible, comprehensive, and reliable transportation solutions. Air transportation, ocean freight, ground transportation, or a combination of services. We offer innovative and custom-built packages specifically designed to meet your transportation need. OTSFF Group has been keeping shipments moving globally for nearly two decades. OTSFF Group, flexible logistics services designed for you. More information at OTSFF. Discount. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver, Amy Hood here, kicking off what is going to be an epic two hours worth of radio. And uh, man, I don't know. We've, we've had some big news happening uh, over the past weekend. A- Amy and I, we've got some stuff to talk about in a couple of segments. We're going to talk top races in the world. It's kind of, uh, they got a big vote going on, actually, I, I think on uh, like 10 Best or something like that, the website. And so it's kind of gone viral in the racing community. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, I don't know. We've got a lot to talk about giving away Warp Tour tickets. Uh, but I wanted to talk in the news. we got, I don't know, we've got a bunch to talk about today. Um, but Robbie Gordon my good friend Robbie yeah. Gordon and uh I mean he's a good close personal friend and uh he was down in Australia and uh, they got the stadium super trucks going on down there and uh Mr. Gordon uh I guess they had uh basically there was a there was a venue like a restaurant or something like that probably a restaurant bar or something uh they invite bar. yeah they invited uh Um, They invited the stadium super trucks down there to have on display. And I don't know, we do it in desert racing all the time. You know, you throw, you know, have a party and put stuff on display and promote the event and things like that. I mean, I I put them on and stuff like that. Well, anyways, he was there, uh, got done. And knowing Robbie, he's smart enough. He probably didn't have a drop to drink that night. Um, But uh, he was going to load it on the trailer. There was a couple security cards there. And uh, he asked the security guards. He says, hey, my trailer's right there, like literally like 20 feet away um he says can i spin a couple of donuts you know in the street before i load it on for the crowd and the security guards that were there that you know that work for the thing you know work for the the bar restaurant or whatever they go yeah no problem they're like go for it so uh he's he you know precedes robbie one of the best drivers in the world spins a couple of donuts uh puts it on the trailer and life is good well somebody with a cell phone uh, or a smartphone decided to take a video and now all of a sudden um his truck later on after the race, because nobody caught him because there was no police around or anything like that. They go, and they go to the track. After the race, they impound the truck. Anyways, Robbie ends up in court. He has to pay a $4,000 fine for these donuts or this burnout um, that lasted all at 10 seconds. He So it's a $4,000 fine. He's banned from driving. Uh, on the streets in Australia for one year and he has basically, they said an indefinite ban. They revoked his motorsports racing license in Australia for basically for life, um, and so, all because he did a couple of donuts in the street. And I'm like, holy crap. If I, you know, like, seriously, in the, I've done stuff like that in, here in the U.S. I mean, you know, you do a burnout before you load it on the trailer, whatever. I mean, I started thinking about it. You did one on Fremont in my Razor <laughs> Hood last year. I mean, like, it, it wasn't, to me, it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah.
5: I've done- Burnouts in California. I mean, look at Blake Wilkie, who literally took his desert truck and went all over the streets of yeah. San Diego. But, I mean, he, he did get in a lot of trouble.
4: Yeah, his was a little bit different, too. He had a film crew. And...
5: Yeah. I mean, Blake, come on. No, yeah. but, um, you know, we got, you know, tons of motocrossers and freestylers go pop the wheelies and, you know, wheelie down their street. I'm wheelie down my street. I literally just drove a forklift down my street, you know, and I ain't got no license to do that, or a skid steer or whatever I was cruising down the street with. But, uh, I mean, I think it's a little excessive. I really do. And, I mean, if he is there, you know, if um, the bar promoters or bar owners brought him in to, you know, have his vehicle on display, I mean, asking a local security guard when a lot of times they're like 12-year-old kids yeah. or, you know, people who who come off the street, literally, who, you know, do the security. Um, if he were to kind of check with the bar owner, I mean, then I feel like it would have been a way different case because I think, think then the responsibility would have fallen on the bar owner. Yes. I understand as a professional driver, you are setting an example. And I mean, I think getting slapped with a fine would be a lot more reasonable than revoking a drive. like, you know, a driver's license and a racing license in, in in Australia. And I just think that the judge took it to a whole new level and maybe that he's jealous that he doesn't have a really cool ride or something and drives like a Prius. I pretty much think those people are the ones who drive the Priuses. Yeah,
4: well, exactly. You know, that's what you said. I think it's taken it to a – it's like he had a vendetta against this event. Or, and we're talking yeah. – we're not talking Sydney or Melbourne here. We're talking Northern Territory in Australia where there is nothing – there's literally like two major towns. That's it. Like in like that yeah. nothing goes to the northern territory. It's I'm trying to it's it'd be basically like um the tundra in Alaska. Um but it's desert, you know, like nobody goes there. There's donut. there's nothing. Yeah. And and so, you know, he and brings just,
5: it's easy. like he jumped the local streets and like, you know, jump children crossing. You know, like, he literally did a
4: donut. Come on. Lasted 10, Come 15 on. seconds. I I get it. Okay, you, you know, he did it. it. Quote, it was illegal, right? So you go in and you, uh, you know, you you, you know, you, you don't impound the truck and everything. Basically, a cop shows up, write him a ticket for a few hundred bucks, slap him on the wrist, say, don't do it again. Like, seriously, don't do it again. There will be ramifications if you do it again. And let him go, right? He'd probably give you some free tickets to the races and invite you out. Um, But... <laughs> He's bringing like even I was reading like uh, on in the Australian news, I went on to one of their websites and started reading the comments and all the people were in support of him that live in the Northern Territory. They're like, look, we get no events up here. Nobody cares about us. Robbie brought this event to the Northern Territories. Yeah. It's like the first major event they've ever had, not ever had, but you know what I mean? They're like, "We want people to come up here." Like he's he's coming up here like, you know, they're like, "We finally get somebody that wants to do something for us and here we are going you know, to slap him around and, you know, and find him and take his trucks." Now
5: you're scared away. Exactly. Like there's so many other places that you know either slap people on the wrist or kind of turn a blind eye i understand the safety concerns i understand yeah you know maybe not the best move to just have asked the security guard and to probably have asked the owner of the bar or you know the, the area first but again i think it's taking that to a whole new level of punishment and you know it, it really does give that area a bad reputation I mean, he is a professional athlete. I don't, you know, he wasn't drinking and driving. No. Maybe he should have breathalyzed him first. I don't know. No. I just think that all circumstances and, you know, if you look at other athletes and other people who have kind of done very similar things, you know. We've like, all done,
4: that's done it. That's the thing. Switch. We've all done it. We, yeah, yeah we've, exactly. I, I do it. I go into Walmart parking lot here and I've donuts out in my Danger yeah. Ranger all Well, back. I've got my Subaru. No and I. Yeah. My race shop is a half a block from the local police department, right? And I the we I have a 90 degree turn to go into my race shop. I do a handbrake slide in the Subaru every single day when I pull into the race shop just because it's there and I can do it and I do it. And it's half a block from the police department. They see it, they hear it, they laugh and wave and whatever. You know, it it's come on. <laughs> I don't know.
5: Yeah, I know. I just uh, I think it's a little excessive. Yeah. Definitely.
4: I I completely agree with you. I just think it was somebody with a vendetta, and uh, they they just uh, full on attack mode or something on Robbie Gordon. So yeah, that was uh, the news. Yeah, yeah that was uh, I guess the big bite of news coming out of. The weekend, but, uh, I don't know. We're with you, Robbie. We got your back, buddy. But, uh, uh, yeah, we'd like to hear from you guys, you know, hit us up, uh, tweet us, Instagram us, whatever at Jim Beaver 15 at Amy hood 71. Let us know what your thoughts on this are. Uh, I'd like to, like to get some fan input here. Um, but, uh, before we go to break, I do have to say we got Jenny Lim coming up next segment. Uh, we're going to talk some, uh, warp Tour. She works for monster energy and, uh, um, we're going to give away some tickets on social media after the show. Um, but uh, Mint 400... No, well, tell- are not,
5: because I'm going to be
4: getting Well <laughs> <laughs> We'll put Jenny on the spot. Say, so, hey, Amy really needs some tickets here, Jenny, so uh, can you help us out? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, but uh, NBC Sports, the Mint 400, this Sunday, June 25th, fifth, six Eastern, 3 Pacific, NBC Sports, the great American race, the Mint 400. Uh, it's coming at you this weekend. You guys have been waiting. I've been hearing from you guys. When is the Mint 400 going to air on TV? It's this Sunday at uh, 3 Pacific on NBC Sports. Uh, definitely tune in. I'm sure you'll see a little bit of me and Tanner Faust and some Polaris Star Car. So uh, that is this Sunday, June 25th, 3 pacific time on nbc sports definitely looking forward to that and uh, thanks to all of you guys that uh, have been rating reviewing and subscribing to project action killing it over there thank you guys for the support uh we got to uh, spike farenston coming up in uh our number two and that full-length interview that will be dropped um this week on uh, project action so we're going to take a short break we come back jenny Lim, she's on the line with amy and i here on the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris
7: Razor.
8: 895.
9: Fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180.
10: Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and
8: call right now. 800-932-5517 800-932-5517 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517.
4: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver, Amy Hood here. We're uh, waiting on Jenny Lim to call in, and it looks like, boom, right on cue, there is uh, uh, Jenny Lim. But uh, welcome to the show, Jenny, You're joined by Jim Beaver, Amy Hood. How's everything going? Hey, it's going
5: good. How are you guys?
4: Doing good. Uh, we, we...
5: I am awesome.
4: Yeah. Uh... We we do have a bit of a problem, Jenny. We've got uh, Amy here and she's been doing radio with me for like three years. I think she's ready to send me down the river and go to work for you touring with uh, on the fans warp tour. Yeah, I think
3: <laughs> hey, I this year we have room.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so how how did this yeah so tell me a little bit I know I know about you I mean we've been following each other on social media for quite some time I think it's the first time we've actually formally talked on the phone but I know you've been into sports broadcasting and stuff like that in the past now you're working with Monster and you've been uh, I think Winter X now your tour of Vans warp tour. how's everything going? It's going good so I actually I
3: got an internship with Monster back in 2012. And from then, they saw that I started doing sports broadcasting. So they put me on with Summer X to kind of just interview athletes as they came off their run. And then from there, it just escalated. And then I kind of got sick of action sports for a while. So I switched to regular sports, to the traditional sports. And I started covering the NBA for ESPN last year. So that was a blast. And then I ended up coming back to Monster and just doing marketing and promotions. And then they're like, hey, we want you on our events team for a warp tour. So now here I am currently on a tour bus driving to New Mexico.
4: Well, and Vans Warp Tour, like being on a tour bus, I mean, this has got to be an experience because I'm looking at the calendar, and for the next like two, three months, you are slammed. I mean, it seems like you're a stop every single day, but, I mean, you're also touring with all these punk bands and stuff like that. Like, you know, I've been to a lot of punk shows, and I know what happens. Like, this has got to be wild. I mean, this has got to be one heck of a a ride for you.
3: It is crazy. So we have 40 stops. It was 41, but they cut off the Louisiana stop. So we're doing 40 cities in a two-month span, and so there's one part where we literally have 20 days in a row of just straight working. And our working days are long. We start in the morning, early morning. We have an 8 a.m. wake-up call, and we actually set up the rig. So we set up the hospitality area, get our hands dirty, get all of that ready, and then we sample 3,500 cans of Monster throughout the day. And then at the end, we have to tear down and get ready and drive to the next city.
4: (laughs) Holy crap. Dang, that's
5: pretty wild.
4: Yeah, that is nuts. So uh, so tell me, I know you were you, you guys have some pretty crazy rules on this trip. I mean, so things are just getting started, but you got to tell me because you were you were like, "Hey, we can talk about some of these rules cuz some of it's pretty out of the box." But I know there's a lot of you crammed in traveling together. You you told me there there's some pretty uh pretty interesting rules and stipulations put on you guys. Oh,
3: there is. Like the number one is there's no pooping allowed. So if you <laughs> need to go number two, you have to tell the bus driver and he'll make a stop at a Walmart somewhere. If not, you have to hold it. I in. think that is there's a fantastic act- rule. Are you
5: kidding me? That sounds amazing. I've traveled around in a motorhome with tons of people in there, and I think that's... You know, anytime you hit a bump or, you know, come into a little bit of some rough terrain, that that port-a-potty in the the campers have a tendency to smell absolutely horrific. So I love that rule. That is great. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
3: it's crazy. Like, even to just go to the bathroom, you can't put toilet paper down the toilet. So you have to wad it up and throw it in the trash can next to the toilet. So the bathroom does smell from time to time. Oh, until man. the bus driver, you know, throws out the garbage can and it's fresh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what What do you guys do on and the buses to pass the time? What, what are you guys doing on the buses to pass the time?
3: So we have a couple TVs. So when you walk in, there's a lounge room in the front. And so we usually hang out there, and then there's a row of bunks. There's 12 beds that you can sleep on, and then in the back there's another lounge, and we actually, one of the guys on tours brought a Wii, so we play Wii in the back lounge. Oh, that's
4: awesome. Nice.
3: So it's pretty fun, but yeah, it's crazy, like waking up in a new city, going to bed in one city, waking up in another. It's quite entertaining actually like i'm looking out the window right now and i'm used to salt lake city where there's mountains everywhere and right now
5: it's just completely flat ground
4: yeah well so it's, it's... Been
3: driving through
5: winnipeg because uh, that's what looks like here
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah warp tour doesn't go to canada does it, it Say that one
3: more time. she said um, last year it did this year we're not doing canada oh
4: bummer bummer so uh um yeah so uh, you know i know uh, you had said you hit me up we're gonna give away some tickets on social media um later on uh, i think it, as soon as we get off air amy and i got an idea together we're gonna get, we're gonna throw give some tickets uh, away on social media only because the show airs live today multiple times on different networks so we're like oh we'll just give them away on social that way everybody's got a chance at the tickets but these tickets right they're good for any of the warps tour stops this year right
3: correct So we have 40 cities that they can choose from, and then what they'll do is I'll just either put them at will call or I'll walk out to myself and give them to them personally.
4: Okay, nice. As well
3: as I have a couple other goodies to give them,
4: but that will
3: be a surprise.
4: Sweet. Well, like Amy said, she's like, "Are we exempt from this?" Because she's like, "I want to win tickets." (laughs) I'm I'm like, I don't know. I really do, and I'm heading
5: down to Florida pretty soon. Are you guys stopping in Florida at all?
3: In Florida, we actually have three stops in Florida.
5: So you'll well, have to make it okay, out. Okay, so we're gonna Well we'll have to connect after the show, but um because I'm I'm definitely coming. But I do have to say, you know, you're talking about interviewing um, action sports versus traditional sports and and you said you got a little sick and tired of action sports and I completely understand. I know very many you know, of the action sports athletes, and they're a little bit wild and a little bit crazier. But I do want to know what, you know, from personal experience, from a host side, um, you know, what were the some of the biggest differences, you know, communicating and interviewing, um, you know, the more traditional side, basketball and, and, you know, soccer, hockey, compared to an extreme sport, you know, people that you do find on the X Games?
3: You know, it's crazy, because traditional sports, they're a lot more calm, like you said, action sports they can be a little wild and don't get me wrong like traditional (laughs) sports they can get wild but the biggest thing to me is that they just don't care like going into the locker rooms post game they will just honestly be there with everything out like while you're interviewing them they're like yeah I'm in the locker room I just showered and here you are just interviewing me like with being naked doesn't have a towel (gasps) around that was the craziest thing to me (laughs) yeah That was the biggest difference to me is like action sports. They come off, they're sweaty, they're fully clothed, NBA guys. They hurry and go in the shower, come out, and they're like, all right, I'm ready for an interview. And you're like, "Uh, I was taken aback, and I was like, how am I supposed to do an interview right now?
4: (laughs) Don't look down. Don't look down.
5: I (laughs) like it a little bit more.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but no, those guys are good. They're used to the interviews. They're used to having, you know, media on them. 24-7 whereas action sports they're known but they're more known at the event if you're walking in a grocery store you may see twitch jeremy steinberg and to the regular people they may not know who he is unless you follow motorsport yeah but if you have stephen curry walk into the grocery store almost everyone knows who he is and they're gonna be like oh my gosh stephen curry so they're used to the limelight
4: yeah
5: mm-hmm. well see i'm the opposite i i don't even i couldn't even put a face the name for the curry fellow but uh you know you better if i if i see twitch i'm running over there to to, to give him a little uh a talking too but no it's it's funny like you say you know in action sports a lot of these kids are coming right out of high school or you know they have no media training at all and they're just usually a, a young local kind of stepping into the limelight and making their mark so i i definitely agree where it would be a lot more challenging interviewing um you know somebody from the action sports background compared to uh more traditional sports where they're prepped and really have a lot of media training that actually goes into their interviewing process
3: yes that's correct you get some kids and you
5: get them on the microphone
3: and they're like i'd like to thank mom and god and, and that's it and like the interview is done and i'm like okay where am I supposed to go from here?
4: <laughs> yeah, if, we've had some of those on air yeah, here. Always. Like, you know, and the, these kids are killing it. And you'd think, we man, have. they're winning races or they're winning X Games gold medals. And you are like, all right, got to get them on air. And we get them on. And it's like crickets, you know, and it's like, oh, wow, we didn't plan this very well, <laughs> did we? You know, and you would expect and because they're so. a lot of so kids,
5: <laughs> a lot of adults as well. Yeah. I mean, again, a lot of like people my age, you know, in the, the late 20s, early 30s, you know, the, Action sports have no media training, and you go into something like NBA, and we have the same media coach. Monster Jam athletes actually have this exact same media coach as the NBA stars, which is incredible to think. But you know, you, you gotta train to learn how to do some interviews sometimes.
4: Yeah, for sure, it's
3: very true. I definitely agree with that because, like you said, cricket, and then you're like, okay, here's some awkward silence, and now we gotta hurry and cover <laughs> it with another question or. <laughs> yeah.
4: So uh, before we let you go, i got to ask you, Jenny, Who you know, you, you got all these bands. I'm looking down the list right now on the Vans Warped Tour website, and it's just crazy. Like, w- what are some of your favorite bands on tour? Do you guys get to listen to any of this? I mean, obviously background, you know, you hear, but any, uh, any bands that, uh, you know, you've got dialed in as your favorites that are on tour?
3: So we actually have 97 bands on tour this year and seven stages. Wow. And this year it's more towards – it's more – cater to like the metal death metal music but some of the more famous ones is Bowling for Soup Futuristic Sammy Adams Hawthorne Heights American Authors and then actually CKY which Jesse the drummer is Bam Majera's brother so that's really cool nice and we do when we get our breaks we are able to go backstage so I have snuck backstage a couple times and just watched and did a little snapchat video you got to get it on the snap of course yeah.
4: <laughs> awesome well i appreciate the time jenny we got to go to a commercial break but uh uh you know have some fun on the tour i know uh, amy uh, should be linking up with you and uh, we'll give those tickets away later on today thanks for everything and we'll have to do it more often
3: awesome you have fun. thank you guys all right,
4: all thank, right. Thanks, thanks a lot jenny Bye-bye. All right, that was Jenny Lim with Monster Energy. She's on tour with Vans Warp Tour, giving those tickets away as soon as we get off air on social media. Taking a short commercial break. Coming up after the break, we got Tanner Faust, your GRC winner on the weekend. He's on the line. Hey, I'm RJ Anderson,
11: factory Players driver, and I drive Players because it's the most capable, race ready, off road vehicle
4: on the market. <laughs> When R.J. Anderson wanted to set a world record for the longest UTV jump in history, not once but twice, what company did he trust? Polaris and their championship winning Razor XP 1000. R.J. is a UTV champion behind the wheel of Polaris vehicles, and he exclusively trusts the Polaris Razors to bring him race wins and championships against some of the toughest off-road racers in the world. The same Polaris Razors RJ has won championships in, set world records in, and conquer the wall of death in XP1K2 are available to you at your local Polaris dealer. Take the advice of world record holder RJ Anderson and visit Polaris on the web at Polaris.com to see the full lineup of Polaris Razor vehicles or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor.
7: around listening to the sound of performance.
10: Gibson Performance. Gibson Performance Exhaust is the company who can turn this into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson Exhaust is the sound of
7: performance. Check out your next cat-back exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UTV Exhaust at GibsonPerformance.com and get more power and more sound.
6: Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com slash rally.
4: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver, Amy Hood here, joined on the line by my good friend Tanner Faust. How's everything going, Tanner? Going great. Great
12: to be talking to you this morning, Jim.
5: Hi, Amy. Hey, how's it going,
12: man? Good, good. Well, I'd get home. It's a hectic weekend up in Canada, but uh, a great uh, great celebration on a number of levels, but it's a uh, really good weekend.
4: Yeah, no kidding. So how, you know, before we get into, you know, talking about the, your event, how how was the event in general? I know this was the first time that uh, Global Rallycross Cross has uh, actually gone, you know, north of the border up there to Canada. What was the reception up there, Tanner?
12: You know, Canadian fans are awesome. They love motorsport. I've raced up there with other rallycross series in the past, and um, they just—they just sort of get rally, even—even even stage rally through the forest. They—they mm-hmm. they really love it up there. The series is really big. So um, there were a couple—couple couple things that combined. One, their love for, for rally style racing and for rallycross. Um, but two, it was part of a celebration for Ottawa, the capital. Of Canada it was 150th year anniversary. So there was a big promotion for Ottawa 2017. And the event mm-hmm. was held at the uh, Canada Aviation and Space Museum, which is like a big venue that they have there in Ottawa. And uh, so it brought a lot of people out, of, out for that. Canadian flags everywhere, a lot of national pride. And, um, you know, our American show came and showed up and, and we put on a, a good show for everybody there, I think. But uh, it turned out to be a great event.
4: Yeah. Well, and knowing you personally, Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and, what's it, hold on. Yeah, knowing you personally, Tanner, I know uh, you know, being at the Aviation Museum, did, did you sneak in there because I know like that's kind of kind of your gig there, right? Did you happen to sneak into the museum at all?
12: Yeah, I love airplanes <laughs> and flying and stuff like that. So I did get some time to cruise through. I got a tour of the museum. They have um, a lot of a lot of cool planes. Uh, you know, everything from helicopters and and the whole area on seaplanes to um warbirds and more modern planes and uh the canadarm is what they call it you know that arm on the space shuttle that always had the big uh, canada canadian flag on it that was developed um in canada they have one of those from discovery i think but uh, it was a great museum and and a cool venue and then we used part of the runways and um you know some you know how rallycross is got pretty creative on the track so part of the runways and then part of the the, um, off-road or grass stuff to build a big jump and uh, made a fun track
4: out of it yeah for sure yeah you had a question amy
5: oh no i was just saying that uh you know ontario being canadian myself ottawa and ontario um really is kind of the mecca for motorsports here in canada um you know it's extremely rural it's very big like uh, you know to drive across ontario probably takes a solid 25 hours so just gives people uh, an idea of how big ontario ontario really is but uh it was a, a great choice to be able to actually hold that event there in ontario because the motorsports community is is so huge there and uh uh, yeah, it, it's too bad it was so far away because I would have loved to come over and been able to to watch it. I, you know, got to see a little bit of rally with Jim Beaver last year. But uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, it was pretty exciting. Hopefully, they'll be able to do it. Um, you know, over at the other end of Canada next year.
12: Yeah, it's a big place for sure. Yeah. There's, um, you know, not too far from Ottawa is where there's some other rallycross that goes on in conjunction with an event at uh, Three Rivers. There.
4: Yeah
12: and you can say that with more of a french uh (laughs) accent than i can but um, you're like me i'm like i knew we're gonna try (laughs) i'm just gonna call it three rivers um but the uh it's um the the crowds are really huge there and and even in the u.s whenever Mm -hmm. you do any kind of rally style or rally cross stuff that's in the more northern states closer to the canadian border you always get a bigger turnout Our, our race in seattle has the biggest turnout of the year and it's just you know people are just more into rally racing up there. Um, I maybe call it rural, but up there in the woods, yeah, they they just they're just into mm-hmm. motorsports up there.
4: Yeah, well, and speaking of yeah. this <laughs> season and rallycross, I gotta I gotta say, man. I mean, you know, I, you're you're you know you're one of my friends. You know, you you know I got these guys that I always root for in rallycross. I mean, everybody in the paddocks, my friends, but obviously you're carrying the razor banner, and so you know I'm always pulling for Tanner. But it's like one of my other really good friends in the series this year. You know, Steve Arpin, he's. I tell you what, he's giving you and Scott a run for your money this year. It's got to be kind of exciting for you guys to be having this battle unfold, right? He sure is. No, I mean,
12: Arpin goes fast. He's uh, he's very aggressive on the track, and, and he's got a style where he's either going to win it or, or or wreck it kind of a thing. <laughs> and that that can, um, you know, when it folds your way, it's great. You can collect a ton of points, but he has been going very fast. Um, he's got his car really dialed. He He took some risks on this last event. Um, that paid off one day and didn't pay off the next day but it's uh he's, he's been a great competitor he also is, has been um, a great proponent of the Make-A-Wish Foundation which uh, I was lucky enough to be involved with a, a little bit more in the past couple of years but he's been bringing uh, kids from Make-A-Wish out to every event and I've really enjoyed that part of his program so um, really, really he's, he's a great addition of course he has been for years to GRC and it's Um, And uh, now that we're battling out for championship, it's even more fun.
4: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's, uh it, it's been fun. You know, it seems like the past couple of years, you and Scott have always been, you know, you, you guys have been the dominant team and, and rally cross, but this year in particular, it's been kind of, been kind of me as a fan tuning in on weekends. It's been really exciting to watch. I know Mitchell's kind of thrown his hat in the ring a bit, you know, and him and Scott have had some pretty epic battles, but it's been kind of, kind of fun to watch this year because you know what I mean? It, it's, you guys are still there. You're still up front, but it's like everybody else has kind of raised their game a bit and I feel. Like you know, they, they're kind of starting to go. You know, like hey, we're we're here too. So it's been fun as a fan to watch. You know, kind of this four way kind of battle unfold there. You know, for for those podium spots. So I don't know. I'm I'm excited this year.
12: Yeah, no, it's been, it's been very close, and I'm glad to hear that. So nice to hear that you're excited, Tim, and that you're <laughs> uh, you're into it. There's, uh, it a, um, I but, but in reality, I get it. I I completely understand what you're saying, and the the, the manufacturers involved there. Um, Well, some weekends it will seem like uh, with VW we're able to click it off a little bit better and take it away. But in reality, when you're on the track and you're following another car, you really learn a lot about that car's strengths and weaknesses. And Mm -hmm. um, the Volkswagens are great cars and and very consistent. But as far as just out on the track and, and speed, I mean, the Fords, the Hondas, the Subarus all can lay the times down. So every manufacturer involved is really able to get it done. They're all very, very fast cars and the game has been elevated. Um our our benefit I think is a combination of uh reliability in the car and the and the design of the car, but but also just the team is um you know, we have this indie car mentality. It's like you bring this car back completely destroyed. It looks like somebody stood in front of it with a machine gun and just destroyed the car. <laughs> And then 30 minutes later, you head back out, and it's a brand-new race car again. And, you know, these guys are amazing that that work on these cars with Andretti. So it's, that's, that's been our biggest strength. And I think with these double headers, that shines because we're able to put the pieces back together, um, maybe, you know, sometimes a little quicker more effectively than others, and, and have our A game every time we hit the track. Yeah.
4: Well, I know uh, Amy's got a question for you. She's uh, obviously she races in Monster Jam. I think she saw that uh, you were out uh, at an event with Odyssey Batteries and Bigfoot. I know, I know, you got a question for him that you've been waiting to ask Amy. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> oh yeah, no, I just really wanted to know if you were able to actually get behind the wheel of that Bigfoot and uh, you know test out that monster truck. We all know you're the king of GRC, but uh, you were you able to put that put that monster truck in gear at all?
12: No, that stuff scares me, Amy. No way. That scares you. There was, um, you know, there was a, a long time ago. I took Dennis Anderson for a ride in a drift car and he was so oh, okay. stoked. He's like, Oh man, you got to come out to my ranch. I just need three months. We're going to do a season. And he just like, laid into all this stuff. It was going to be great. So I've, had looked at uh, Monster Jam then, and and didn't get a chance to do the the season then. And then when I did the Hot Wheels jumps, we also talked about doing a monster truck then. But this was actually the first time I actually sat in one. And uh, yeah, they're big. It's cool. And this one was powered <laughs> by Odyssey batteries, which uh, seems like it'd be yeah. kind of cool. I was talking to the driver. He said it was it was really interesting because you could hear all the cars crushing. You could hear so much more with the so electric quiet. power.
4: Yeah. That's you know I didn't know yeah, they found yeah, yeah, the sound I, of just like breaking bones. I, I didn't know they had uh oh, yeah. I I didn't know Bigfoot had one that or Odyssey had a had a electric powered monster truck. That's that's pretty amazing. I mean, I see what these guys are bringing to Pike's Peak. You know, I've talked to Reese a lot about, you know, electric power. I see what they're doing in Formula E. I mean, do you, you feel like I know even you know there's talks of uh electric rallycross now? I mean, do you feel like that maybe if we're 5-10 years out from that being the future of motorsports standard?
12: Uh, well, I think there are certain motorsports that – well, first of all, electric mm-hmm. power in, in our daily drivers is, of course, here or is very soon coming around the corner. Um, and so yeah, I understand the need to uh, not just educate, I guess, public on virtues of electric power, but but also make it fun. It doesn't always have to be just about um, fuel mileage and, and saving the planet. It can be fun, too, because there are some benefits to electric power with the with the torque. And there are certain motorsports that lend themselves to that. Pike's Peak is the easiest, um, lowest hanging cherry for that because combustion engines have to deal with uh, the lack of air at that altitude. Electric engines do not. So you get 100% of your power at the top where everybody else is running on 50% um, hmm. uh, that has a combustion engine. Rallycross is another one that's perfect for it because the races are you know less than five minutes you need a massive amount of acceleration and torque and um so i think even today there are rallycross cars built that are electric that will be faster than the gas-powered cars so that's for sure around the Mm. corner but then you get manufacturers like volkswagen that are uh you know pledging a a massive um, move towards electric in the future and, you know, aiming to be the largest electric car manufacturer in the world by 2020, which is right around the corner. And so that's, um, you know, it is certain, certain sports, suddenly it makes sense. And I think it will breathe new life into certain sports too, to have that manufacturer um, money behind it. Um, but uh, in, in the end, um, as long as they're fun to drive and they're fast <laughs> and they're wickedly brutal, then, you know, I will, I'd love to give it a shot. So I'm I'm looking forward to trying an electric rallycross car soon.
4: Yeah, it should be a ton of fun. I got to ask before we let you go. Um, I know you you know you came out and raced a star car with me, and uh, um, I see I know you talking with you. You talked about maybe some rally razor type of stuff, and then I see Reese and uh, and James Hill who built my car, and and Verdier, they went out and did uh, uh, did some uh, did some you know some rally racing in a razor. What's uh, what's up next for you, buddy? You uh, you got uh, one of those in the back of the mind that you're thinking about building?
12: Oh, uh, yeah, no, I've already started the process, um, and, I mean, right now it's bragging rights. Uh, Reese and Steph and I go way back, and uh, we've rally raced together in cars, and, and uh, one of the great things, as we've talked about on that weekend at the Mint 400 with Polaris, is that it's just very accessible racing. The, the, yeah. the cost eventually is much lower to get into the same fun factor racing that you get with, you know, huge budgets. So um, we're going in for fun, and, and uh, they've got a jump start on it. I'm trying to get them to not test so much and get too fast. <laughs> Good luck with um, that. But there. but, <laughs> yeah. but um, actually today going to do a shoot with a, a razor out in the desert um, for an Odyssey Batteries commercial. And, I mean, that's just an exciting part of the business that nobody really you know, when you come in as a racer you you never know where it's gonna take you, but it's just an exciting part of the business having um uh side by sides and Polaris in particular blow up and, and the Odyssey battery connection there and before you know it you're out jumping stuff in sand dunes uh when you know, instead of road course racing um you know through the city. So it's it's uh it's very, very cool. I love that stuff and, and so hopefully I will get to build a rally version to go to go battle it out with Stefan and uh Reece
4: soon. Yeah. Nice. Well, I appreciate the time, uh, today. I know we're, uh, coming up against a commercial break, buddy, but, uh, congrats on the win. Uh, you know, know you got the points lead, uh, you know, so you, you kind of, you know, got the, got the leg up on the competition, the rest of the series, but, uh, uh, congrats again. And, uh, we'll definitely chat soon. Thank you guys so much. Good luck, Amy. All right. That was Tanner Fous, your GRC winner on the weekend. That was a GRC curtain call segment. I think we forgot to do that uh, when we introed the segment. But uh, we're going to take a short break. We come back. uh, I don't know. Amy and I, we've got a lot to talk about the next couple of segments. So hang tight here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Got a short little segment coming up, so I figured uh, we'd run through a quick moto results from uh, High Point this past weekend. I've never been to High Point. You been out to High Point before, Hood? I sure have. How is that? How is it? It's out there in Pennsylvania. How is that? I love that area of the country, but I'm just curious on the track because I haven't really uh, uh, paid much attention to it.
5: The track's really nice, lots of elevation, uh, huge, huge jumps, but it gets super rough, extremely ready, really challenging, and uh, it kind of goes to show because the people who I expected to win at a track like this did, you know, Jeremy Martin uh, went 2-1, Dylan Fernandez coming from Australia uh, killed it in the 450s, but, uh, you know, Jeremy with that background of, you know, Millville, which is also a super enduring track, really long, and lots of elevation, um, you know, these these riders who are, you know, have a little bit more of the outdoor experience can really manhandle a track like this. It's, it's a tough track, so,
4: yeah.
5: Uh, yeah. But yeah. it's really fun. I never got to actually race on it. I've just been there watching.
4: Yeah, well, and uh, we've got about a minute left, but uh, what, what do you think this year? Current points leader one again, Blake Baggett. What, what, is he the real deal this year? I mean, you think he's uh, he's got a shot at this championship?
5: I do. Baggett's always been a great outdoor rider, and I just think that he's kind of... Been having to come into his own, going from two fifties to four fifties. I knew it was going to take a little bit of time, but you know he was such a a great two fifty rider as well. So it, it was it was just about a matter of time. I'm really surprised with the inconsistency of so like come on, you're coming off a almost supercross championship, and then you know your main competition retired. It, this was supposed to be his year. I'm I'm just really disappointed that. You know he hasn't been able to put it together but uh you know we've looking for other people Anderson uh Baggett and and Fernandez seeing you know kind of rookies come up and and have such a successful 450 year and at Cooper Webb as well you know he went 6-5 uh, a great start of the season for Cooper
4: all righty we're going to take a short break we come back Dirt Fish Rally Report coming at you on the Down to Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor
2: say
7: radio news with Chris Barnes
15: This is not just a coastal issue, for goodness sake. This is about inland as well.
7: That's Alabama's Governor Kay Ivey after Tropical Storm Cindy is downgraded from a tropical storm to a depression, and now it's just a big rainstorm. But Ivey and other governors in the Gulf State region are reminding residents the flooding threat is not over. And also our rivers and our lakes are rising. A presidential tweet clears up weeks of suspense as we hear from Mark Mayfield. President Trump says he did not tape his conversations with former FBI Director James Comey. Trump tweeted yesterday, I did not make and do not have any such recordings. A Virginia man charged with spying for China. The Justice Department says 60-year-old Kevin Patrick Mallory received thousands of dollars for giving classified info to Chinese agents. Mallory had had a top-secret clearance until he left the service in 2012. This is USA Radio News. It's the end-of-quarter clearance sale at Lumber Liquidators. Get unbeatable deals on
15: top-quality pre-finished hardwood and bamboo flooring from just $149. $1 off per square foot on beautiful Bellawood hardwood. Woodlook waterproof flooring up to 50% off. And North American and European laminate up to 36% off. Plus, clearance deals on small lots, closeouts, and more from $0.59 cents at your local store. And
7: special financing. Hurry, get to the end-of-quarter clearance sale at Lumber Liquidators today.
9: After over 2,000 games played and 400-plus runners thrown out, my achy joints and muscles are never-ending. I'm Johnny Bench, and when I need a soothing, I turn to the Blue Emu family of products. They are made with real emu oil. They're odor-free, non-greasy, and they can be used daily. Don't let the others fool you with their curveballs. Hear it from a Hall of Famer and hit a fastball with the Blue Emu family of products. They work fast, and you won't stink.
8: Available in stores nationwide. This current draft doesn't get the job done, but I believe we can get to yes. I believe we
12: can get this done. There is an agreement to be reached.
7: Senate Republican Ted Cruz, one of four conservative members of the Senate who are already vocally opposing the new Senate Republican health care bill, which is enough to sink the bill if all Democrats also vote no, which they're vowing to do. And while there are other Republican members also voicing concerns about the bill, President Trump was talking about these four conservatives in an interview that's airing this morning on Fox and Friends.
16: Well, there are also four good guys, and they're four friends of mine, and I think that they'll probably get there. We'll have to see. Uh, you know, health care is
15: a very difficult situation.
7: The other three in the group are Rand Paul, Mike Lee, and Ron Johnson. California's state attorney general banning state-funded and state-sponsored travel to four states, Alabama, Kentucky, South Dakota, and Texas, claiming those states discriminate against LGBT people. This is USA Radio News.
16: Okay, Kevin, for the grand prize of $1 million, what color
2: is the White House?
10: Um, I know this, I know this, I know this. Um, five seconds. Oh, switching to GEICO could save you a bunch of money on car insurance? Okay. Judges?
2: That's true, Kevin. Bill and congratulations. You're a winner.
9: Woo! GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer.
7: Positive news about the police officer who was injured in what's been called a terrorist attack in Flint, Michigan. The officer who was stabbed by the terrorist attacker is improving. Airport Authority Director Craig Williams saying Lieutenant Jeff Neville did require surgery, but he's been upgraded now to stable condition.
12: He's a great guy. He's well-loved by everybody here just for his his personality, his professionalism, he treats everybody with uh, respect, and that's not everybody that's employed, that's passengers
11: and the public.
7: The attack happening at Bishop Airport in Flint, Michigan, on Wednesday, and the FBI now says the suspect in that stabbing had tried to purchase a gun in the United States. However, the FBI says the 49-year-old Canadian man was unable to do so, so he bought the 12-inch knife instead. Actor Johnny Depp taking heat for a remark at Britain's Glastonbury Film Festival. The video posted online shows the Pirates of the Caribbean star talking to a crowd about President Trump when he pops this controversial question.
10: When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? That
7: question gets cheers from the audience, prompting Depp to then say he's not an actor, just someone who lies for a living. Of course, President Abraham Lincoln was assassinated by theater actor John Wilkes Booth back in 1865. Remember, you can find us online at usaradio.com. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes.
4: 707-800-949-8707. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris <coughs> Razor. And uh, right now, we're going to get into our Dirt Fish Rally Report for this week, brought to you by our good friends at Dirt Fish Rally School. Find out more information on the web at www.dirtfish.com and don't forget if you're uh, looking for a discount at Dirtfish Rally School you can use that co- coupon code JB Dirtfish and it's going to get you 15% off any of your classes at Dirtfish Rally School so big rallycross action on The weekend, obviously, we talked with uh, one of the winners up there in Canada, Tanner Faust, the other winner, Canadian local. We mentioned him as well in that uh, segment. But Steve Arpin uh, doing a heck of a job up there. He took the win uh, on day number one up there in Ottawa. It was uh, Tanner Faust in second, Mitchell DeYoung, Third, uh, Atco Chris Atko Atkinson for Super Rally Team USA in fourth, and Austin Dine with a solid finish there in fifth. That was day number one. Day number two with the supercars a little bit different. It was Tanner Faust with the victory, Scott Speed in second, Mitchell DeYoung in third. You had Steve Arpin, who was the points leader, drop all the way back to 10th with the DNF hurting him in the points championship. So right now it's Tanner Faust out front, followed by Steve Arp, and he's, uh, what do do we got, about 30 points back. And then Scott Speed in third, followed by DeYoung and Erickson. Uh, Jumping over and looking at the GRC Lights results on the weekend. And uh, i got to tell you, man, these GRC Lights kids, it's some of the best racing uh, you'll see. But uh, uh, looking at uh, Canada, uh, first time the lights have gone up there as well as the supercars, it was – um, it was Cyril Raymond with the win, Colin Braun second. Connor Martell with Dirtfish Rally School. He finished up in third. And then day number two in Canada for the lights, it was uh, – who was it here? It was Cyril Raymond again with the sweep, followed by Travis Pecoy and Alex Keys. Uh So you're uh, – championship standings right now for the GRC Lights. It's Raymond, Martel, and Braun 1, 2, and 3. And, uh, you know, as well as, uh, you know, GRC Lights action going on and GRC Supercar action going on, we got to mention Subaru Launch Control, the Subaru Video Series. It is out, dropping every Wednesday new episodes. Uh, so make sure and uh, check it out on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, I share a lot of them. Obviously, uh, SRT USA, you should be following the Subaru Rally Team social media feeds on instagram twitter and facebook that's where you're going to get those videos as soon as they drop but uh, that video series out award-winning video series for your rally fan or motorsports fan you definitely should be checking it out we are going to take a short break here on the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor when rj anderson wanted to set a world record for the longest utv jump in history not once but twice what company did he trust Polaris and their championship winning Razor XP-1000. RJ is a UTV champion behind the wheel of Polaris vehicles and he exclusively trusts the Polaris Razors to bring him race wins and championships against some of the toughest off-road racers in the world. The same Polaris Razors RJ has won championships in, set world records in, and conquered the wall of death in XP-1K2 are available to you at your local Polaris dealer. Take the advice of world record holder R.J. Anderson and visit Polaris on the web at Polaris.com to see the full lineup of Polaris Razor vehicles or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. discount.
7: Book your midweek getaway today. Riverfront rooms starting at just 84.95 at Blue Water Resort and Casino. Our gaming floor is packed with the hottest slots, table games, poker and bingo. Live entertainment, fine and casual dining, boat slips, movie theater, wakeboard island and fun for all. Book your getaway stay at Blue Water Resort and Casino today. Sunday through Thursday room rates start at just 84.95 when booked online only at bluewaterfun.com. Blue
1: Water Resort and Casino.
4: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, Amy Hood and I are getting ready to talk some of um – the top motorsports races in the world. Uh, before we get to that, Amy, I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to uh, a guest we had. I don't know about a month or two back. Um, her dad, good friend of mine. She uh, kills it. But Haley Deegan, did you see? I want to talk. Everybody wants to talk about getting the mainstream media coverage and stuff like that. Here you got little old 15-year-old Haley Deegan. Boom! She made it into Seventeen magazine, right? And obviously, Seventeen magazines for the tween girls, but. I No, she posted something, and I was actually in a Target this weekend, and uh, I saw... I mean, I, I I've never picked up a Seventeen magazine in my life, but I went I saw her post something. I'm like, well, I want to see well, this you're picture.
5: Soon, you do have a daughter.
4: Yeah, well, that's saying something right there. But hopefully, she doesn't read that for quite some time. Uh, but anyways, I opened it up and boom, right there, like they had a whole feature on Haley Deegan. I thought that's pretty rad. Not often does uh, somebody in motorsports, especially a young girl like her, make it into such a mainstream magazine like that. I thought that was pretty pretty freaking rad.
5: That's awesome. Like I've, I mean, that was something I've always dreamed of, you know, being um, a female in a male-dominated industry. I always wanted to kind of branch out and, and, and you know, be in the 17s or be on the, you know, um, like Sports Illustrated and j- just show women who don't just sit around and try to look cute in bikini, but who actually do, like, cool cool stuff. But, uh, you know, she must have a great, a great agent to, you know, get her in, stuff like that. But, I mean, she comes from a legacy. Her dad... I mean, you can't compete with Brian Deegan. I mean, Kim Hood's pretty gnarly too. But <laughs> um, no, it's really great. And being such a young a young woman, and you know, she has so many girls who look up to her, and boys as well. But uh, she's really paving the way to have a really great career. And uh, you know, hopefully, she stays healthy, and you know, does a lot more cool things. And you know, just like Sarah Price breaking into um, this stunt woman work and doing a lot of commercials, I see that as a very similar career for Haley in the future as well. And she's super cute, really personable. Uh, great on a microphone and uh and yeah it's it's really good for her and it's it's great for women motorsports as well her being able to open a door like that.
4: Yeah, I think it's uh pretty awesome. Not many people uh you know get that opportunity, especially at that age. But uh switching gears now, I know we've been talking about it, but we gotta talk the top races in the world. And I got I'm not tw- happy with it. You're not happy with the top races in the I don't world? I like
5: it. I don't agree with it. Well oh. Absolutely not. There's nothing that's dirt bike related or monster truck related in there at all. Well, I think it's
4: it. Cars and stuff. Well, well, in Formula One and Le Mans, and so so I think the basis of this. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The basis of this, and that's why I wanted you on here because you're gonna have completely different opinions than me, and that's what makes this show great. Um, but uh, we're gonna talk motorcycles here in a minute. Uh, we don't have a ton of time, but. Um, So, on the racing side, I think it's, like, ones with the biggest footprint and things like that. And I don't know. I've been on some stuff, and people have these weird vents I've never heard of that are, like, local events. But, I mean, like, I can understand. I don't want to put a a best, but, like, Dakar. I mean, that's massive, right? It's global scale. Everybody knows Dakar. It includes everything, which makes it great. Yeah, I agree with the Dakar. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Le Mans, I'm not a Le Mans fan. Obviously, it was this past weekend. I didn't tune in. Uh, I know the results. But, um, like, I don't know. It does have its footprint. You got the Monaco Grand Prix. Uh the racing isn't so good but it's in Monaco so it's popular. Indy 500 I will absolutely yeah. say that. I was there at Indy this year. That is absolutely one of the biggest yep. races in the world. But I don't know, you know, Baja Indy 1000 and
5: Daytona
4: yeah. obviously. But see that? Like yeah, I wonder. Daytona it? Like, Daytona Americans love it, but do people in Europe really pay attention to it? I don't know.
5: I mean, out of all the out of all the NASCAR races and you know, the Daytona 500 is the main one, okay? But what happened to Monster Jam World Finals? I know, like, millions of viewers tune in for, for that race in particular. What about Monster Energy? Um, like, the Monster Cup. I, I think they really lacked on having anything motocross-related. Or what about, a like, an FIM World Championship, like a GP? I know there's must be one GP that, you know, kind of hosts the main eyes, I don't know, like, what about the GP that comes over to America? I think probably would be a really big one where, you know, you have the Europeans battle out with the with the Americans, but I really think they lacked anything from the two-wheel side of the world. I love that they had a hill climb in there. I think that's pretty unique, but you think a hill climb beats Monster, you know, um, the Monster Truck World Finals? Like, I really don't think so. Like, I think they kind of lacked some of a little bit. Of all the other different motorsports out there, I mean, there's not there's not a million different motorsports, but I mean, I I think they should have representation from monster truck and motocross. Whether and I do think it should be a GP rather than uh, AMA motocross.
4: Yeah, I mean, I would say Monster Energy Cup is pretty legit, um, you know. But I mean, you know, I I don't know really the motocross scene you know, in Europe. I
5: don't. I still don't think it's bigger than a GP. Okay. Yeah, the European motocross scene is on a whole new level. Okay. It's like take the population times it by like ten thousand. Like it's insane. What we need and usually the wind in France, What do you need?
4: Well, no, I think what we need is we need uh we need a one motocross event a year that stands on its own and we've got it the motocross donations, but that sucks. Like a legit where you know, Europe oh, you know what? meets the US. What
5: do you think of donations? You're right. Yeah.
4: Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, but there's, you know, but I don't know. There there's a I agree though. I I'd like to see one with motorcycles like MotoGP. Like obviously they've got to have like you said, they've got to have their one quote Indy 500 event or, or whatever. Which, what is it? Like I don't know. They've got to have one MotoGP. Formula 1 has a Monaco it's probably Grand Prix.
5: The yeah. Yeah, I, I I believe it would be the donations because you have all the countries battling it out against each other, and it's you know there's a lot of eyes, there's a lot of talk. Which country is going to be prevail, and who's going to beat U.S. and who's going to be France, of course. But um, no, I, I, I the MX donations absolutely should be on that list without a doubt, and uh, and I also think I know this is only the second year coming into this, but I think this is going to You know, maybe after this year, actually. But I think Nitro World Games is going to end up on that list as well.
4: Well, yeah, but that's got, like, I think this one excluded stuff. Like, X Games, or some stuff that should have been included. But um, I think because it's action sports and it's a big kind of cluster event, they didn't include those. Review
5: the list. Oh, yeah. redo the list. Maybe do we something. ought to do
4: our own list. I don't know. Maybe that's what we ought to do. Between now and next week, you and I both yeah, and compile our list. That's what we'll do. We'll do that. You and I, 10 best, and it'll be Jim's 10 yep. best, Amy's 10 best, and it can, can include motorcycles, yep. it can include cars, and we'll just put them together and we'll compare notes next week. I think that's what we need to do. It will be
5: the 10 best motorsports events. And, like, not Period. the best, but the coolest, the best, like, yeah. yeah doesn't necessarily have to be a race. It can be a go. festival.
4: Yeah. It can be a festival or something too. It doesn't have to. And
5: I want to see what the fans agree with more. Like, I, I think that
4: a. We'll post the them up after the show. Our list and- <laughs> yeah. We'll post them on yep. Facebook after the show or Instagram or something like that. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do it. We'll make it happen. I love this. Yeah. It'll be fun. I like doing stuff yep. like this. <laughs> oh, speaking of fun stuff too, Amy and I, we got yep, some, we got a project we're working on and I don't know. We, we can't really announce it yet because we haven't got our ducks in a row, but, uh, um, we've got a pretty cool project that's going to be for uh, fans of the show and fans of Amy's uh, YouTube channel and uh, some of my podcasts and stuff like that where we're going to offer some bonus content for you guys. So I think uh, we're working on it. We'll uh, Maybe next week we'll have something to say. I've been working on it this weekend, but uh, uh, we got that coming at you. And uh, don't forget, um, we've got uh, Spike Ferriston uh, coming up uh, next. we got uh, Graham Rahal later on in the show. But don't forget, as soon as we get off air, uh, Amy and I, uh, we're going to have a graphic we're going to throw up on Instagram. And uh, we're going to give away some uh, Warp Tour Woo! tickets. So, uh, um, yeah, I don't know how we'll do it. Amy and I will talk when we get off air and uh, come up with a plan. But uh, we're going to give away some Warp Tour tickets today. So uh, I'm sure you'll have to comment on Amy or my post to get them. So uh, be looking for those posts on Instagram. And uh, I don't know. We'll, I think it's time to uh, take a short commercial break here. And uh, when we come back, we've got uh, Spike Ferriston on the line here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Powered by Polaris Razor.
8: Eight ninety-five.
4: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Right now we're going to cut to a clip from Project Action on Podcast One with celebrity Hollywood writer and car guy Spike Ferriston. You can, you can listen to the full uncut interview that's uh, 50 minutes long this Thursday on Project Action on Podcast One with yours truly. Here's Spike Uh, here's a question for you too. I know, uh, you know, you're a car guy and I I recently had this conversation. I bring it up to you. A good friend of mine, uh, we've done a lot of work together, Katie Osborne. I don't know if you know her or not, but she's um really deep into i do it. know katie do you know katie Yeah, she was in my show she was on car matchmaker okay yeah she's one of my closest friends in the industry we hosted radio together and uh i just saw her at the indy 500 and she calls into my national shield quite a bit um tanner i love a good her. friend of mine she's fantastic and, yeah so she's amazing mm-hmm. but we had this conversation because her and i uh kind of broke into the racing industry about the same time i mean i've raced cars my whole life but actually kind of the i don't know like being a media personality in the racing industry but there's, there's, like, it seems to me like there's car people and there's racing people and there's a little bit of a crossover, but I've found it really interesting. The industries are so completely different, even though they're so completely the same. And it's, I don't know if you've yeah. come across that cause you're a car guy, you know, but uh, you know how far into the racing? Here's how I think
15: of it. it. It's like this. There are dogs and then there are coyotes. <laughs> you know, when you look into the eye of a dog, you kind of understand it and you can pet it and and you can feed it and you feel safe. That's the car guy. The racer is the coyote. You look into their eyes, and they're crazy. <laughs> and they might bite you, and they attack tracks. <laughs> Every race car driver I know is nuts. You know, maybe with the impossible exception of Scott Dixon. He Sadness. seems like the most down to earth. Maybe Graham Rahal. Yeah. But even those two guys, when you get them on the track, they are animals. They can't go slow. They they, they, they don't even understand, like like, first gear. They're just... They're flying and they attack tracks. Do you know what I mean? And that's, I think that's, for me, the difference I've ob- observed is, you know, the regular old car guy is kind of chill. The race car driver is, they're animals
4: They're and they're a little nuts. Any, uh, yeah, you ever decided, you know, you ever thought about jumping behind the wheel in a race? Or are you pretty happy with uh, just... No, No, I would have done it
15: when I was younger. I, I go out to the track and I like to compete against myself and see if I can, you know, improve yeah. lap times. But, um, you know, at this point, you, I, you know, I have these fun little moments. Like, you know, Porsche invited me out to Road Atlanta to do uh, a little racing in the new GT3 RS with Hurley Haywood. And by racing, all I mean is like, Hurley would do lead, lead the lead us around the track with three cars and we would stay on his bumper or try to. And, you know, you're just I'm driving at a level above of, above how I can race. But yeah. I'm following this guy. So I'm, I'm doing better. That to me is like a huge thrill. And then I got in the car with Hurley and just I said, just take me around the track at speed. I want to see what this car can do. And that, you know, that's enough for me. Right. I, I, I don't want to die. Yeah. I don't want to break anything. Yeah,
4: you took a you took a two seat ride with Mario Andretti too, right? In an IndyCar? car?
15: I oh yeah,
4: that was amazing.
15: He said I want you to go last so the tires are hot. And it was like it was like uh, you know, in a sci-fi movie when you move into the next dimension, when you go through the wormhole, you know where everything's bright lights and static and everything yeah. blurs. It was that. That's the fastest I've gone. Easily the fastest I've ever gone. And it felt like we lapped that track in 2 seconds. Like this boom explosion and so it, much fun and that but was at the long i don't beach, want to be right? in charge of the vehicle doing that
4: yeah that was at long beach right
15: that was at long beach yeah, it only... looks like you're driving on a sidewalk surrounded by cement <laughs> that's how wide it feels when you're
4: in that car yeah i could only imagine I, I was uh at the indy 500 and he was doing the two-seat rides at uh, indianapolis motor speedway and i was I I can oh. only imagine the speed. You know, Long Beach is fast, but you get around Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and I can only imagine taking a two seat ride with him around there. It, uh, um, yeah, Oh, but
15: would you want to? I mean, yeah. especially after this this last one with the crashes. Like yeah. you know, something goes wrong, you're right into that wall.
4: Yeah. Well, speaking of Dixon, did you the the crash at uh, the Indy 500? I mean, holy, oh and yeah. He- <laughs> I mean, it was something out of an action movie, But that's movie, not right? the only thing. He was, he was held up the night before at a Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. At gunpoint, right? It was an interesting weekend. <laughs> what kind of weekend? weekend is that? Yeah, that was one of those you just you wish he didn't show up that week to work.
15: <laughs> oh, my God. And he's such a talented driver, and he's such a good guy. But, jeez, jeez, you know, how do you not look at that and go, God is trying to tell me something. Yeah, But, you know. <laughs> no, don't, stop eating Taco Bell before a race. That's yeah. what he's trying to tell me.
4: But, uh, you know, it, it, what's funny is you mentioned, uh, you know what I mean, it, it, race car drivers, they never slow down. And now I start thinking about it, you know, and it, it being at Indianapolis Motor Speedway a couple weeks ago and Mario Andretti was driving around in his golf cart, right? It wasn't slow. Mario's. Yeah. I mean, he's getting <laughs> sideways in the golf cart, driving around the garage area. I mean, he just, it, it's nonstop. Like, you know, if there's a throttle there, it's all the way to the floor. We, we can't you know what he did to me. I
15: think he was trying to freak me out and make <laughs> me scared. And I, I wasn't going to get there. But, you know, I get on the fire suit. And, and the helmet and the whole deal, and I brought my kids with me, and I'm a big cool dad. I'm like, hey, look at dad! And then he said, uh, but he goes, before we walk over there, I want to show you something. And he takes out his iPhone, and it's a video on YouTube of him uh, racing in an Indy car, and I forget where, but I but he, I remember him saying, I'm I'm 63 years old at this point, and he was he was going around in qualifying, and he hit a piece of wood on the track. Do you remember this? And and the front end came up just high enough. So that the air could suddenly yes. start fly, flying under the car and the car goes into the air and does a flip. Into the air at speed on an oval, yeah. does a flip, and then he lands on the tires. <laughs> he lands on the tires. A one big flip and a somersault lands on the tires and and doesn't hit the wall. And I said to him, I go, first of all, incredible this happens to you at age 63, but is, the, is there any chance that's going to happen today? And he goes, we'll see <laughs> And then he walks out
4: of the trailer, <laughs> and
15: that then I was a little shaken, I was a little shaking, but you have to look that clip if you guys are listening right now, look this clip up and just imagine a sixty three year old man doing this. if he lands on his head i don 't know i'm not sure I would have met Mario Andretti yeah
4: it, well it, and there was uh, I think at Indianapolis Motor Speedway a couple of years ago he was he was retired, but he was testing one of one of uh, the Andretti Indy cars and he got in a bad accident and this was only a couple of years ago and and then it was like oh i'm done racing i'm done even thinking about it and then you know a year later he's doing two seat rides and i'm going yeah well that, that, that you know you just can't stay retired mario he's he's got to be behind the wheel wow <laughs> yeah this was uh
15: this was indy 2003 i just looked okay. it up it's uh, indianapolis 2003 oh he flipped oh sorry I'm counting the flips now. I'm watching the clip. He's, he goes around. I saw at least two flips. I'm wrong on the number of flips.
4: That's nuts.
15: Here it comes. He's coming around. He hits the wood. One, two. Okay, that that's six flips. It looks like six. <laughs> Incredible.
4: Uh, Incredible.
12: That's... It, yeah, it's, it's five or six flips. And he walks away.
4: Yeah, I see him. Unreal. I, I mean, I've walked away from off-road crashes, you know, because that's what I do. But it, it's, you know, we're going at seventy, eighty miles an hour, and we're rolling five or six times across the desert. But you know, yeah. it's, it's another level when you're going two hundred miles an hour flipping. You know, not not that any of them <laughs> yeah, are good, but you know, the, you know, wrecking at that speed, like you know Mario did or Scott recently or any of the crap at Texas. That's just a uh, that's just another level, man. It's I don't know, no, oh, my not God. for me. <laughs> Oh so uh yeah, yeah wait
15: I'm cu- I'm cu- yeah there you go Oh my gosh they just did it in slow motion it's five or six full on flips look at that Well anyway we're still here and he's still there too and he's yeah. doing well
4: And he's smiling every time you see him he's got a big smile And he's
15: smiling yeah. that's right No he's the legend
4: You know it, it which is funny anybody can walk by Mario Andretti and uh it, it can be you know Fernando Alonso he was at Indy he was a big deal you know you could have Graham Ray Hall you name it they can walk by and if Mario Andretti st- standing there nobody moves they they just walk by and yeah right. yeah i mean he is still that guy mm-hmm. he is the biggest name in racing and, it- and it's amazing you can have the biggest talented biggest name driver and mario andretti can be there and nobody will go to that other driver they're all going to mario
9: right
15: exactly roger Penske, too he yeah. was someone i met um when i was there last year you know legends
4: for sure. So, uh, tell us about uh, Spike's Car Radio. I, I'm digging the name. Very simple to the point. Spike's Car Radio, right? It's, it's... Oh, thank
15: you. There were some. There were some that were worried that people would think it was a radio show and not a podcast. And I assured them that when they're downloading it, they would understand it's a podcast. But it's um. I've been doing this drive out to Malibu with my friends for about 20 years in a variety of different cars where we, you know, just buzz canyons on the weekend and then stop down at Bill's to have a little coffee and breakfast and then get on with our our, our day. You know, driving kids or taking wives or doing whatever we have to do. So, um, I, you know, for us, it's, it's the most enjoyable part of our week. Um, we've met a lot of really cool car people down there. It's become kind of a little hub there for uh to go a place to go after the car shows after trancus or any of the malibu car shows and you know people park and you meet people and you talk about cars and you know after i started doing car matchmaker i thought um it was suggested that i do a podcast i could never quite figure out what the podcast would be until i think it was seinfeld said you know it's not a podcast it's a porch cast you have to record it on the porch and i'll come do it whenever i'm there and, and you know it's it's all the people that we meet who you never expect would be car guys, you know? Yeah. You know, and, um, and, you know, cause it, it, because we're there and we're driving cool cars and we throw it up on Instagram, it's become this little thing and people want to drive with us. And, you know, you, uh, you know, I, I met Michael Strahan because of it. And he's like, you know, I collect cars when I'm out there. Can I drive with you guys? I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever, man. You know? So um, what I'm trying to do is take a little bit of the, Not just the car thing, but the comedy thing that kind of goes along with it. We don't just talk about cars. We talk about comedy. And, you know, we're leading off with the kind of comedian actor guys that I know who are, you know, at the top of their game or funny, but also, you know, also no, no cars. So, you know, it's going to be, you know, uh, Jerry uh, did the first one. Um, Chris Hardwick. Um, who hosts at midnight and and is a, a car guy at heart is going to be there for the second one that'll be out next week. Jeremy.
4: And uh, that was a clip of uh, Spike's Car Radio. Well, that's his podcast, but this is a clip from Project Action, my interview with Spike Ferriston that drops this coming Thursday uh, on Podcast One. Uh, iTunes, my website, Podcast One app. Definitely catch it. It's an amazing interview. We spent like an hour together talking Hollywood, cars, uh, movies, just uh, had a good time, comedy, uh, mutual friends. It's a lot of fun. So uh, catch that this Thursday. We'll be back after this on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor.
2: If you're 65 or older and suffering from knee pain, you may qualify for an advanced pain-relieving brace. Dr. Approved Medical will work with Medicare or insurance benefits to see if you qualify for these knee braces at little or no cost to you. The only way to see if you qualify is to call us, 800-816-0365. Don't let your knee pain get worse. Call now and get free shipping plus a free pedometer, 800-816-0365, 800-816-0365. Little to no cost with full insurance payment, copay, and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supply flies last Once more, 800-758-0725. Guys don't really talk about antiperspirant. Despite that, 91% of Dove Men Plus Care users recommend it. Here's what they said.
15: It blocks the, you know, perspiration, I think is the fancy word. It's comfortable. Uh, (laughs) it smells nice. My girl likes the smell. Well, it's uh, it's hard. I think it's quite masculine. Uh, My underarms aren't the worst thing at the gym. It's kind of like the Hoover Dam from armpits, I guess.
2: Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant. Tough on sweat, not on skin.
13: You check things all the time, like your email every 10 seconds or your ex's Instagram. But what about checking something as important as your credit? Well, Discover makes it quick, easy, and best of all, free. Discover is now offering FICO credit scores to everyone for free, even if you're not a customer. And checking your score won't hurt your credit. We call it the Discover Credit Scorecard. And once you know your score... You should check to see if your current credit card is the best fit for you. Check your credit. Compare your card. Go to discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply.
8: So you've got a few cabinets to hang. Few meaning this is going to be a good month. You know what will make it an even better month? Saving 10% off Hampton Bay cabinets at the Home Depot. Buy any combination of 10 or more Hampton Bay cabinets and you'll save 10% off your order. So enjoy that hang time. 10% 10% off 10 or more Hampton Bay Cabinets. Select finishes ship in as few as two days at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid May 1st through August 2nd.
4: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my next guest, Guy. You're on uh, pretty much a roll, but uh, Graham Rahal, welcome to the show. How's everything going, buddy?
11: Everything's good, yeah, thank you. It's uh, It's been a good run here, and uh, can't complain too much. Life's been good.
4: Yeah, I know uh, it's kind of, I, I caught up with you at the Indy 500 in the garage and did a short interview for the show, and... Uh, uh, man, it was you know it was kind of the Indy 500. I would even say the Grand Prix before that. But uh, you guys kind of had a, a shift, and it was like a turning point with the whole team. And and you guys, I mean, obviously we'll talk about Detroit in a minute, but uh, it kind of seemed like it, there was like a shift with the team at, at Indy. And since then, you guys have been, I would say, the hottest team in IndyCar. Yeah, you know, we've been we've been strong.
11: Um, you know, certainly there's uh, there's a, there's a lot of good guys you know out there right now. But uh, but I feel like our team's performed you know, at a very high level, uh, proud of them for, for the work that they've, uh, th- th- that they've put in. Um, hopefully that we can keep it going. It, you know, this weekend coming up road America is going to be a big one, but yeah, I mean, we've been, we've been strong the last, uh, month or last few weeks, you know, getting, uh, actually I felt at Indy, we had a great chance to win there. Um, just had a flat tire, but even as you look back to, uh, to long beach, same thing, running the top five, you know, get a flat tire. So, uh, goods and bads with it all. But uh, you know, we, we've, uh, we're have we pretty – I would say the team's performing uh, strongly and, and we're close in the championship case here, so hopefully we can keep it going.
4: Yeah. Well, and, and I know talking with you and Andy, one of the big things that we talked about and uh, you know, it kind of played itself out over a course of a couple of races. But you know, you're, you're by and large your one car team. I know there's been a lot of talk of moving permanently to a two car team, but you picked up Oriol Servi as a teammate there, and you said it, it it gave you know a lot of the the stuff you were telling to the team. It gave it basis because he was feeling the same thing. I mean, how was that having Oriol there for that period of time? I mean, did it, do you feel like it really helped you guys? And you know, in this move that you guys have made over the past few races, it
11: helps. It helps. I think it helped at Indy quite a bit, actually. You know, the, the performance and, and the competitiveness of our car and our team in the race really uh, was a result, um, you know, of, of, of Oriel and what, what Oriel and and, uh, and Tom German, his engineer, found, you know, that, that transferred and translated directly to our car. Well yeah, I mean, you know, Detroit, I think he struggled a little bit, but it's that way. You know, when you jump back in these cars, the competitiveness of the series is elevated so much. Uh, that it's just gonna be challenging and so you know with uh, with Oral I think he found that. But he's a great guy and, and uh, you know hopefully uh, hopefully we'll be able to raise some more money and, and keep him racing.
4: Yeah. Well and talking about Detroit man, I we we gotta talk about this because I mean, you guys coming off Indy, I mean, we'll talk about this grueling stretch that you guys are in for IndyCar teams here in a second. But you guys going to Detroit, I mean, it's a double. It's hard enough to win one race in IndyCar. And, uh, you know, I know you, you were really excited going into the weekend, thought you guys had a, a really strong chance. But, I mean, to to take two at Detroit, and that's not an easy place to win at, especially if you drop back in the pack or anything like that. But, I mean, you guys came out and you were on fire. I mean, to do the double, I mean, it's. That, that was a statement right there i mean how how did that weekend play out I mean I know you going in you said you know we, we've got a good shot at this but man that's pretty tough to go back to back like that
11: oh it is yeah definitely and so it was and it was a surprise to all of us that uh we we performed to, to that high of a level not that we didn't think that we could you know it's it's always just so competitive nowadays that it's you don't want again i, I use this word all the time but you don't want to be overconfident you know you don't believe a couple words don't want to believe that you're better than you're than you are but you you do need to be you know confident in your abilities and your team um you know and all those sorts of things and i felt you know that we were we were very strong uh going into race day there but at the same time you know you just never know the way that it's going to work out and you know when we rolled off the truck the uh, the car was just extremely competitive so i was excited by it um i felt you know that we were we were in a in a in a good place if we could qualify up front, up front that we could continue to run up front and kind of take off of the thing, and that's the way it played out for us. So uh, you know, just fortunate it all worked out. Um, you know, but uh, it was it was
10: uh, it was a great
11: weekend and and you know just a really strong morale boost. You know, for our team for our guys who have worked so hard. It was it was great to uh, you know to uh, to see. Them all with big smiles on their faces and excited to go off to the uh, to the next one.
4: Yeah, well, and, and speaking of that, I mean, uh, you know, we we got to talk about Texas here. You guys avoided uh, the chaos, I guess, would be the easiest way to put it. But how stressful is a race like that? I mean, you, you're a guy, and I've always respected you because you're, you're really honest. And it, it's not, you know, it's, you know, you just pretty much, you, you kind of say what's on your mind. But Texas, I mean, how stressful is that for you as a driver? I mean, especially with all this happening around you, you know, and cars getting collected left and right. And, and that pack racing, like they talk about at Texas, I mean, how is that, man?
11: Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's nerve wracking stuff, uh, you know, for sure. But, uh, part of it in that case, watching all the racing and everything, all the action that was going on, you know, my focus really was stay out of trouble, uh, get to the end of this thing, uh, keep, keep, uh, you know, keep clear of everybody. And, and this would be, I knew right away, it was going to be an opportunity for a great point, uh, evening. So, you know, that was my, that was my entire, entire goal. And, you know, again, luckily, we were able to stay clear. There was a lot of situations that, uh, in fact, I think IndyCar just put a, like 13 minutes solid of my onboard uh, on YouTube. And so, you know, you can see from, from that uh, plenty of, uh, of activity and lots of big crashes happened right in front of me. So, you know, in many ways, it's fortunate that we stayed out of all of it and, uh, and we're able to bring it
4: home. How is that, that stretch? I mean, you're starting at, uh, I guess, the Grand Prix there in Indy. And then, you, you know, you immediately, you know, you go into, you know, qualifying for Indy 500, the Indy 500. You've got a double in Detroit. You got Texas. I mean, between, you know, you as a driver, I know it's grueling and you're on the road and, and it sucks to sleep in motorhomes and motels and things like that. But, you know, the team, too. I mean, these guys are transporting stuff across country. I mean, for you guys right now to be on a break, how how is that to have a weekend off?
11: Oh, it's huge. It's huge for us. Yeah, it's far worse for the team. Um, no doubt about that. You know, far worse for those guys because, you know, they're they're on the road uh, constantly. And uh, uh, and and then when they do get home, you know, they just go right back to work. And so I would for them, uh, far more grueling and tiring and in and, uh, and demanding. So, you know, fortunately, uh, you know, again, that's why the morale boost was such a big thing for us, because you know, put a big smile on their face, got them all excited for, for what was to come. Um, you know, so, so it was great, but yeah, it's, it's a brutal part of the season. You know, we, we went Indy 500, uh, you know, straight on to all of this, uh, you know, Detroit and then, and then Texas and road America, uh, with one, only one weekend off there really since Easter. So our guys are tired. Everybody's beat up and, uh, you know, it be good to, uh, to get 4th of July off for them and, and let them that even a little further.
4: Yeah. Well, here's a question, and this is a racer talking to a racer question, you know, and I've always wondered, you know, because, you know, I I race and, you know, and my wife's at home, right? You know, or she's at the track with me supporting me and things like that, you know, and and something happens and, you know, I don't have to worry about her. I can, uh, I can kind of, kind of tune that out, but you as you're racing and then you've got Courtney and her racing and and things like that big explosion that she had, you know, recently, how does that play on your mindset? You know what I mean? And her, her, when you, you know, you know, you clip a wall or something like that. I mean, how, how is that with you guys? I mean, you guys. I know you guys have a really strong relationship, but does that ever play with you in the back of your mind when you're behind the wheel? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't like to see that
11: stuff no matter who it is, I and mean, being your wife, um, yeah, I mean, it plays with your mind. You know, it's it's a difficult thing to ignore and pretend like it doesn't happen and, you know, all those sorts of things. It's not fun, you know, it's not fun to see. And I'm very fortunate, very lucky, and and, and happy that she's okay you know, and uh, very proud of her for everything that she's doing. But certainly, you know, it's it's difficult to see that stuff. And, uh, you know, so hopefully uh, that's the last that we have yeah. to see of it and the last that we have to experience of it. I don't anticipate that being the case. It is, yeah. at the end of the day, it is uh, it is racing and drag racing and things can happen and same for IndyCar. But, you know, you, you have to, uh, you got to try to put it behind you, uh, you know, and hope for the best and, and uh, hope it doesn't, happened to you and and let's hope in her case you know that we don't have to have to see that again yeah
4: so uh you know looking down the full, you know the the line at uh you know the IndyCar series and that obviously you're moving to road atlanta but or not a road atlanta sorry sorry excuse me road america but um you know moving down the road i mean we got road america then we've got iowa coming up and stuff like that i mean what do you guys need to do down the stretch i mean you guys have, have you know narrowed a massive points gap now um you know you're right in there you're in the thick of things i mean what what, what cards need to fall in place the next few rounds well,
11: I mean, really, it's, uh, again, uh, it, it, it sounds
4: so boring,
11: but really stay out of trouble. Perform at, a very, at, a, at the highest level that we can. Got to have some luck on your side. That's, that's a given in racing. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully we have that. Um, but, you know, you, you just got to be well-rounded. Good pit stops, no mistakes by the driver. They just has to be extremely committed and extremely focused you know, and what that end goal is. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll do it. I mean, I feel, I feel very good about our team and, you know, and where we're at. Um, but you know, it's, it is racing and things can happen in 2015. We were in the championship chase, you know, and, 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 and we, we didn't finish it off strong, you know? So I know that, uh, everybody within the organization knows that, you know, we all lived it together. It's the same, you know, the same core group of people, you know, we know what we went through and, uh, you know we're going to we we always promise that we'd come back stronger and uh here's our opportunity
4: yeah well you know and and then looking even further down the uh, down the line i mean How is it, uh, you know, for you guys, obviously this new, you know, IndyCar, you know, the next IndyCar, you know, they debuted that. Thing's beautiful, amazing looking. Um, but you know, when we talked at Indy, you know, you guys have been really successful with sponsors and things like that. I mean, what's the reception you're getting on the series as a whole? I feel like they're making some really good moves. I mean, socially on social media and with TV and and with their promotion. I mean, I feel like the series is really strong. I mean, you guys going out and hunting sponsors. I mean, you feel like, you know, that, you know, that pitch, you know, for an IndyCar team is getting maybe a little bit easier. Um, with what IndyCar is doing and some of the groundwork they're laying for the future? 100%,
11: 100%. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm proud, you know, of Fry and, you know, and his team and everything they're doing, but without a doubt, you know, our, our job is, is getting slightly easier. Uh, is it easy? No. Uh, is it easy for anybody in racing anymore? No. Uh, that's just the facts. And so, you know you you have to overcome that a little bit but yeah I, I i feel very fortunate for where we're at you know we have a big we have a big next couple of years coming up for indycar you know with our our tv package is uh coming up for grabs here shortly you know when that happens you know that will be a big swear and what happens to to our sport going forward. And hopefully, you know, I was with Mark Miles today, the, the CEO of Holman and Company, the, the big boss, you know, and uh, we were talking about it, and you know, hopefully, hopefully they can make something special happen there, um, you know, because that could, that could really put our sport back in the, in the spotlight in a big way. So fingers crossed, you know, that, uh, that they'll get that done and, you know, we'll be looking good going forward.
4: Well, before we let you go, I got uh just did recently working on a project with him. He's a mutual friend, but I know uh Spike Ferriston. Uh obviously he's got some ties with Letterman and and the whole you know, the whole Ray Hall group there, but uh, he had a question. He knew you he he and you were gonna be on the same show, so he's like, You gotta ask Graham this question. I have no idea what the basis is for it, but I'm gonna shoot because this is this is a question from Spike. But he goes he goes, Why are you driving around in a green G Wagon? He's like, What is wrong with you? He's like you you gotta ask Graham that. And I'm like, I will shoot Spike. I'll do it, man. But I, I don't know the background on it. But that's per Spike, man. Well, okay. So I
11: don't anymore. But I had a, I had
4: a G four by
11: four, which is the big lifted up G wagon. Uh, and it was, it, it, it was that electric beam, whatever color. And Spike knows me, and I'm always, you know, Mister Colors when it comes to cars. Okay. Yeah. Particularly green, uh green's always been kind of my thing, but that was a bit too much. So I, I actually sold that car. So I have to let Spike know that, so that okay. so that he doesn't have to pick on me anymore. But you know, I've always, I don't know, green is has uh has always kind of been my thing, and so I've stuck with it. But that car, I actually had it in Indianapolis too, and you know, not that indycar car racing is a huge deal. In, 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 in a lot of parts of the states, but it is here. And people, everybody knew who it was. And I, I just, I was embarrassed, honestly. Like, it was just so out there. I was like, I have got to get rid of this thing. Yeah, but, you know, my family's a, uh a Mercedes dealer, and you know, I've always had fun with all the new, whatever the new thing that comes out is, and so I had one, and and uh,
4: it was just a bit too much.
11: It was a bit, a bit too out there for me. Yeah,
4: well, you're a car guy. There's always the next one, right? That one goes down the road. You move into something. Exactly. We, we all make mistakes occasionally, exactly. so uh, you know, it happens, right? <laughs> All right. Sure does. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the time, Graham, man. Thanks uh, thanks for the interview, buddy. Good luck the rest of the season. I'm sure we'll catch up uh, down the road, either out at an event or back on air, buddy. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, Graham. All right. And we'll be back after this on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, Jim Beaver here, wrapping things up. Uh, Been an awesome show. Big shout-out to Graham Rahal, Spike Ferriston. Uh, my partner in crime, Amy Hood, Jenny Lim, Tanner Faust, and don't forget, we're giving away some tickets on social media to Van's Warp Tour, courtesy of Monster Energy. Uh, thanks to Jenny Lim for doing that. So uh, make sure and skip over to my social media feed and Amy Hoods and uh, get in on those Van's Warp Tour tickets a sap. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, gonna be a good time out there. At Van's Warp Tour. Uh, make sure and check all their dates. 40, 40 dates in the next two months. So uh, they're gonna have you locked in. Um, but uh, upcoming events, man. We got Formula Drift, Global Rallycross, Motocross. Lucas Oil this weekend. We got uh, some torque at Cranon. We got Pikes Peak coming up. Nitro World Games this weekend on tap. It's a lot of action coming at you this weekend. Uh, big shout out to Polaris Razor, General Tire, Subaru, Casey Highlights, Gibson Exhaust, Dirtfish, Impact. OTSFF for all your transportation needs Optimus starters Terracross, the blue water Resort and casino follow me at Jim Beaver 15 Amy hood is at Amy hood 71 don't forget that coupon code is JB dirtfish for 15% off uh, all purchases for classes at dirtfish rally school and don't forget Project Action, rate, review, and subscribe over there on iTunes, as well as the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Thanks to all of you guys for tuning in each and every week here and uh, keeping us the number one action motorsports radio show in the world. And uh, you can catch us on two hundred networks on Wednesdays uh, through the Sports Byline Network, or anytime on Podcast One or iTunes or and dot com. We will be back next week, bringing you uh, some of the best in motorsport stock. Here uh, at the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Be safe. As always, game on.